Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Birdland. I'm Mark Brown. I've been covering the Orioles for more than a decade on CamdenChat.com and hosting this podcast for 96 episodes and counting. It is now February the 14th, 2024. It is Valentine's Day to most of the world, but to those of us who are imbued with sufficient enlightenment and good taste to have baseball as the preeminent sport in our lives, it is another holiday because today is the day that Orioles pitchers and catchers are reporting to Sarasota, marking the beginning of spring training and the biggest step from here on in the journey towards the start of the regular season. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about what I think are the crucial things to be figured out over the course of the exhibition season to set up uh, the Orioles for opening day and what will hopefully be another great year of O's baseball for us fans to enjoy. Although, to be very honest with you, for me, spring training is pretty boring. As a fan of baseball, I've always just been impatient to get back to the part where games that count are happening More recently in my life as a fan who also has the job of writing about what's going on with the Orioles and shepherding a half dozen others who are also writing about what's going on with the Orioles, uh, I don't enjoy spring training because it feels like for the most part, unless somebody gets hurt, the things that happen don't really matter a whole heck of a lot. And you know what is more, and just particularly for Orioles fans, we mostly don't even get the opportunity to watch the goings-on especially in recent years as the Orioles' own television network, Masson, has not bothered to televise more than a handful of spring training games over the last few years. As of this recording, they've not even yet announced a 2024 spring training broadcast schedule, even though the uh, Nationals, with whom they share Masson, announced theirs on Friday. So, you know, 
the network, or even just the Orioles part of the network, ought to be embarrassed by this. Over years, they should have been. Nothing has changed. So, you know, maybe when David Rubenstein and company take over, this will be different. But for this year, we are still stuck with the plan of one of our least favorite fail sons, which, you know, it's not even like you can chalk it up to the franchises being cheap because the Pirates, who are of late as much of a bottom uh, feeder payroll team as the Orioles, are airing 13 spring training games on their network this year. One year ago, Masson aired four Orioles games, four, which, you know, it does not build my excitement for the season if I can't actually see anything. So, like, why are the Orioles even later to announce than their network co-owners? I don't know. Like, just about everything else to do with spring training, this stuff will not matter in 43 more days, which is when opening day is going to happen. But for now, it is weird and it is annoying. But whether you are a curmudgeon like me or someone who is uh, giddy as a schoolboy at the idea of the Grapefruit League, this is all we've got for six weeks. So... With that said, these are the things that I'm going to be curious about uh, as the days keep counting down towards opening day. First and foremost, is Jackson Holiday going to make the team out of camp? Which this question is actually dipping straight into the mailbag for me because on Monday, my wife said she had a mailbag for me and I should talk about what would have to happen for Holiday to make the team. So, you know, for any listener who does not already know me in real life, you can email camdencastpod at gmail.com with a question or comment for a future episode. Of course, I was going to talk about Jackson Holiday anyway. So up until two years ago, the chances of a prospect of Jackson Holiday's caliber being on a team's opening day roster were essentially zero. And the reason for this is because under the MLB collective bargaining agreement, there are 187 days in a regular season. But for the purposes of service time, a full year counts as 172 days. So this would allow teams to hold a prospect in the minors for about three weeks, usually wink, wink, nudge, nudge, saying there are things he still needs to work on uh, with some kind of excuse that did not withstand any scrutiny whatsoever. And so in doing that, the team would gain control of a player for effectively seven years before they become a free agent instead of what would otherwise be six. However, what changed two years ago is under the current MLB collective bargaining agreement, uh, there were new provisions which uh, created some incentives and some penalties for teams in order to try and curb this behavior a bit. And the Orioles have experienced both ends of this. The penalty is if a player finishes in the top two of rookie of the year voting, he gets a full year of service time regardless of how many days he spent on the roster. So the Orioles got that uh, barb, so to speak, with Adley Rutschman when he missed opening day in the first six weeks or so of the season because he got hurt in spring training. It did not have to do with the uh, the classic roster manipulation scenario, but still, uh, that's how it went. The Orioles did not get any um, kind of dispensation because of it being injury-related. That's just the way it goes. And on the other hand, uh, a player who gets a full year of service and wins the Rookie of the Year, or who finishes in the top three of MVP or Cy Young voting within his first three seasons, earns his team a draft pick at the end of the first round the following year. So Gunnar Henderson spent all year with the team in 2023, qualified the Orioles for one of these picks. So this stuff matters for a player like Holiday because 
if a team thinks their guy could win rookie of the year or come in second place or be in the MVP conversation over his early seasons, now they are incentivized to have him on the roster on opening day uh, instead of in the minors. If the player debuts on opening day, stays on the roster all year, he'll become a free agent following the 2029 season. That's for Holiday and anybody really who's a rookie who debuts uh, on opening day of this year. If one of those players debuted three weeks later, it would then be a free agent uh, hitting free agency after 2030. So the basic question for the Orioles is whether the benefit of having Holiday for the whole of 2024 outweighs the possibility of having him for the whole of 2030. Were the Orioles coming off a 101 loss season instead of a 101 win season, it might be a different calculation, but uh, the Orioles are good. They need to field their best possible team from day one, so I think it should be a no-brainer to put him onto the roster. As far as where he actually fits on the roster, you know, Holiday, of course, his natural position has been shortstop. In the minors, he spent about 20% of his innings at second base as well. Uh, the Orioles, you know, they seem to have Gunnar Henderson and Sconce pretty securely at shortstop, although last year he spent time about evenly between third base and shortstop. I thought Henderson looked much better defensively, making throws in particular from the shortstop position. Probably he's going to grow into being able to handle third base too, but for now it definitely looked like a better shortstop. Still, I think he'll probably get time at both this year. Also in the infield mix, of course, Jordan Westberg. He was a perfectly league average hitter over 68 games last year, although hitting only three home runs in 208 at-bats, a bit disappointing. He ended up playing about twice as often at second base compared to third. Uh, As he was ascending the Orioles minor leagues, however, it was the reverse. And so I think for 2024, we're going to see Westberg more at third than at second. And, you know, if Holiday is remotely as good, as the performance he showed last year in the minors that's earned him unanimous number one prospect status. Uh, they've got to find room for him, right? Well, Mike Elias told reporters recently that Jackson Holiday is going to get more time at second base in spring training. So, and then, you know, if Holiday is that good, then there's no way the Orioles should be having like Ramon Arias or Jorge Mateo regularly playing second base instead of Holiday, right? So really for Holiday to break camp with the team. The only thing he needs to do, I think, is get through spring training healthy, and then it's up to Elias to uh, value the incentives in such a way that Holiday ends up on the opening day roster, which I certainly hope that he does. I will be right back after a message from a Fans First Sports Network sponsor, and then we can talk some more start of spring training thoughts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A quick programming note before getting back into the spring training talk. Next week's episode will come out on Tuesday. We will then be back to every Monday for the remainder of spring training. Another thing that really stands out to me in thinking about the Orioles and spring training this year is really how few spots seem to be open for players to win jobs in camp. Of course, assuming that there are not any uh, injury situations that crop up and throw things a bit more into flux because the starting outfield seems to be pretty set with Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Anthony Santander. The starting infield seems to be pretty set. If we assume Holiday is a given, which maybe we shouldn't assume that, but I want it to be true, therefore I'm trying to uh, project it into being. Left to right on the diamond, we got Westberg, Henderson, Holiday, the Ryan duo at first base, presumably Urias and Mateo as bench players, right-handed bats off the bench, Mateo a speed guy off the bench, Adley Rutschman is the starting catcher, James McCann is the backup, for the pitching staff, four rotation spots seem to be locked up with Corbin Burns, Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, and John Means. And I think Dean Kramer is pretty close to locked as the number five guy. The bullpen has free agent signing Craig Kimbrell set to be the closer. Three guys returning from last year who were at least cromulent over the full season. Yenier Cano, Danny Colum, CNL Perez. Dylan Tate, who will be back after not pitching uh, at all last year. I think Jacob Webb was fine, of course, until his spot in the postseason. So, like, right there, that's six guys out of an eight-man bullpen already. And I haven't even mentioned Tyler Wells or Cole Irvin, who are kind of the more fringe rotation candidates who I think should end up in the bullpen. So, like, Webb might be the only guy who's on the bubble right there. As far as, uh, you know, who makes the team and who doesn't, that might also be influenced by who is and is not out of minor league options. The Orioles have a number of players who've got to either make a club out of spring training or else be placed on waivers in order to pass them into the minors. And if they make the club and then the team wants to send them down later, also these guys, they cannot be um, removed from the major league roster or removed from the 40-man roster without being designated for assignment and placed on waivers, potentially exposed for other teams to take. So the out of options group includes, I think, four guys who are probably pretty locked in, although if they really stink, maybe not. Uh, Arias, Mateo, Irvin, and Perez. 
But it also includes a number of guys who are more on the fringe. And some of these are uh, off-season additions you maybe already forgot about for good reason. Ryan McKenna is out of minor league options heading into this year, as is fellow outfielder Sam Hilliard. You might have forgotten Hilliard. He was claimed earlier in the offseason. Infielders Tyler Nevin and Nick Maton are also out of options among the relievers, Webb and Mike Bauman as well. So again, assuming no injuries for this whole roster picture, there's room for what? One outfielder, a fourth outfielder, and that's only if Colton Kowser or Heston Kerstad don't make the roster. There's room for an infielder only if Mateo or Urias don't make the roster. And in the bullpen, really, I think room for one guy with uh, someone like Webb maybe being replaced by the uh, still optional group of players, Keegan Aiken, Brian Baker. Not that I want to see Brian Baker pitch for the Orioles anymore after his postseason experience, but being rational, I do need to recognize Baker does not stink as much as he showed in the postseason, and the Orioles shouldn't cast him aside just for that reason. Okay, moving on the list, Jonathan Heasley, who they uh, got from the Royals and really is basically trying to run the same what uh, play that the Orioles did for Ryan O'Hearn last year. Like, what if a guy who has stunk for the Royals for his career suddenly is uh, on the Orioles instead? Worked out pretty well for O'Hearn last year, maybe for Heasley as well. And then also Nick Vespi and Bruce Zimmerman. So, I mean, with all those out-of-options guys, um, you could end up with as many as five 40-man spots clearing by the end of camp. And, like, it seems like the path for a non-roster invited player other than Jackson Holiday to make the team, it seems pretty much non-existent, which I got to say, that is a whole heck of a lot better to have a settled Orioles roster that's bringing back every key player from the 101-win team from last year than it is uh, in a lot of the recent bad years where there's not very many spots that are set in, set in stone. A bunch of journeymen, a bunch of non-roster invites are competing to take those spots because there aren't even that many prospects uh, that are near ready to go at the major league level. And, of course, in those scenarios also, we had the Orioles coming off 100 lost seasons in 2019 and 2021. So, like, I mean, honestly, let's hope those days never come back or at least that they don't come back for a while. And before I wrap up, a few more uh, quick spring training thoughts. Just a little bit of a lightning round that I'm going to be watching out for. Number one, is anyone going to report to camp and the public suddenly finds out about a surprise offseason injury? This happened a year ago with Dylan Tate. It was weird even going back into the fall uh, when the World Baseball Classic rosters were announced, and Tate was mentioned as a guy who was going to be in the competition for Team USA. And then when the final rosters came out, he wasn't on it. And everyone was like, what the heck? How could Dylan Tate have been snubbed? And it turned out only after he reported to Oriole Spring Training did the public find out that Tate had been battling forearm soreness. I'm sure internally baseball was well aware of this. I think also... The Orioles knew this, and that is why they attempted to fill that hole with the signing of Michael Givens. And then once spring training arrived and Givens looked like he was uh, not his old self either, they made the cash trade for Danny Colomb. It ended up working out pretty well. So 
We don't want this to be true about a player heading into the 2024 Orioles, but there's always the possibility that someone has secretly like gotten surgery in the middle of December and it's going to have them with like a three-month recovery time. They're going to miss half the Grapefruit League. They're not going to be ready for opening day. And we're not going to know until they report. And uh, then the reporters that are in Sarasota to cover the team will then be told about uh, the secret news and... So I I just hope that doesn't happen. We'll, at least for pitchers and catchers, we'll know if there's any secret injuries by the end of today. Position players, it's going to be another few days. So that's number one. Number two, will anyone stink so bad in spring training that it's going to be concerning projecting them for a roster spot going into the season? Me being me, I'm basically going to worry with this about uh, every player until they get into action and they don't stink. But I got to say my number one concern here is probably Craig Kimbrell because spring struggle for him would just make me feel like he might be stick a fork in him. He's done territory for his career, and we're probably going to be stuck with him as the closer unless he has uh, substantial failure in the regular season, like the kind that none of us would want to see. That would really harken back to the Annie McPhail era of uh, signing relievers and the idea is they're going to be the closer and then they aren't any good. We're going back to like Mike Gonzalez or uh, Kevin Gregg kind of concerns there. I don't want that to be the case for Kimbrell. He's better than either of those guys ever were, but uh, you know, for Kimbrell, nonetheless, the fact is he was not his best self uh, from earlier in his career in 2023. And you know, he had a 3.26 ERA, which is fine. It's not great for a high-end, back-end reliever. So if he goes much higher than that, which again, I mean, he did in 2022 when he had a 3.75 ERA over 60 innings with the Dodgers, like, you know, he's he's not going to be what we want and what the Orioles need as a Felix Bautista replacement, uh, the farther above a 3 ERA Kimbrell is. So I'm going to be nervous about him until he proves differently, I guess. And then number three, well, top prospects Samuel Basayo and Kobe Mayo, who have gotten invited to camp, do anything to keep building their hype over the course of camp. You know, in truth, it is not worth getting excited about any spring training results. But even though it doesn't matter, uh, I get excited to see guys do well anyway, much as my philosophy about small sample sizes is it's better to have uh, a small sample size that's great and you got to pump the brakes a little bit than it is to have a small sample size that is bad and then you have to come up with rationalizations for why it's okay because the small sample size doesn't matter. Spring training, you know, that's a small sample size, uh, a totally special category because not only is it a small sample size, it's a small sample size that doesn't count. But I'd much rather anyone do well than have anyone stink in spring training. So... Basayo, Mayo, neither one of them is going to make the roster uh, out of camp unless things get really, really weird in Mayo's case. I guess you could theoretically see it if he really, really convinces the team he's ready, uh, if there's like multiple injuries in the infield mix or one in the outfield mix and uh, Mayo convinces the Orioles he can play right field, which he's never done uh, in any meaningful way, but many scouts seem to think he's destined for because he's going to be mobile enough uh, for an outfield corner and have a good arm, they think. So 
But yeah, I mean, these guys could set themselves up for it. Mayo in particular, a midseason call up if spring training is the start of another amazing year. Basayo, I think, would maybe be setting himself up for making the team out of camp next year if he's already building steam going into this year. But we'll see. Those guys, I, I'm pretty excited for them. And not that I'm going to get to see them since Masson probably is not going to air very many games. But hopefully the ones they do, uh, we'll get to see Basayo and Mayo in action. I'm really, really interested to see what they can do starting in a couple of weeks and really 10 days from now. And then as long as they stay in a major league camp and then of course on through the rest of the minor league season this year to see how they can keep up the hype that they generated for themselves last year. So that's all that I've got for today. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe on your favorite platform. As a reminder, next week's episode is going to be released on Tuesday before we return to Mondays for the remainder of spring training. Good Morning Birdland is a Camden Cast production on the Fans First Sports Network. This is Mark Brown, signing off.